Chapter One, Section Three of the Bohemians of the Latin Quarter by Henri Murger, translated by Anonymous. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter One: How the Bohemian Club Was Formed, Section Three. They would no doubt have passed the night at the cafe if they had not been requested to leave they had not gone ten steps which had taken them a quarter of an hour to accomplish before they were surprised by a violent downpour colline and rodolphe lived at opposite ends of paris one on the east saint louis and the other at montmartre schaunard who had wholly forgotten that he was without a residence offered them hospitality come to my place said he i live close by we will pass the night in discussing literature and art you shall play and rodolphe will cite some of his verses to us said colline right you are said schaunard life is short and we must enjoy ourselves whilst we can arriving at the house which schaunard had some difficulty in recognizing he sat down for a moment on a corner post waiting for rodolphe and colline who had gone into a wine-shop that was still open to obtain the primary element of a supper when he came back schaunard rapped several times at the door for he vaguely recollected that the porter had a habit of keeping him waiting the door at length opened and old durand half aroused from his first sleep and no longer recalling that schaunard had ceased to be his tenant did not disturb himself when the latter called out his name to him when they had all three gained the top of the stairs the ascent of which had been as lengthy as it was difficult schaunard who was the foremost uttered a cry of astonishment at finding the key in the keyhole of his door what is the matter asked rodolphe i cannot make it out muttered the other i find the key in the door though i took it away with me this morning ah we shall see i put it in my pocket why confound it here it is still he exclaimed displaying a key this is witchcraft phantasmagoria said colline fancy added rodolphe but resumed schaunard whose voice betrayed a commencement of alarm do you hear that what what my piano which is playing of its own accord do la mi re do la si sol re scandal the ray it is still false but it cannot be in your room said rodolphe and he added in a whisper to colline against whom he was leaning heavily he is tight so i think in the first place it is not a piano at all it is a flute but you are screwed too my dear fellow observed the poet to the philosopher who had sat down on the landing it is a violin a vi oh pooh i say schaunard hiccuped colline pulling his friend by the legs here is a joke this gentleman makes out that it is a vile hang it all exclaimed schaunard in the height of terror it is magic phantasmagoria howled colline letting fall one of the bottles he held by his hand fancy yelled rodolphe in turn in the midst of this uproar the room door suddenly opened and an individual holding a triple branched candlestick in which pink candles were burning appeared on the threshold what do you want gentlemen asked he bowing courteously to the three friends good heavens what am i about i have made a mistake this is not my room said schaunard sir added colline and rodolphe simultaneously addressing the person who had opened the door be good enough to excuse our friend he is as drunk as three fiddlers suddenly a gleam of lucidity flashed through schaunard's intoxication he read on his door these words written in chalk i have called three times for my new year's gift but it is all right it is all right i am indeed at home he exclaimed here is the visiting card femi left me on new year's day it is really my door 
good heavens sir said rodolphe i am truly bewildered believe me sir added colline that for my part i am an active partner in my friend's confusion the young fellow who had opened the door could not help laughing if you come into my room for a moment he replied no doubt your friend as soon as he had looked around will see his mistake willingly and the poet and philosopher each taking schaunard by an arm led him into the room or rather the palace of marcel whom no doubt our readers have recognized schaunard cast his eyes vaguely around him murmuring it is astonishing how my dwelling is embellished well are you satisfied now asked colline but schaunard having noticed the piano had gone to it and was playing scales here you fellows listen to this said he striking the notes this is something like the animal has recognized his master si la sol fa mi re ah wretched ray you are always the same i told you it was my instrument he insists on it said colline to rodolphe he insists on it repeated rodolphe to marcel and that added schaunard pointing to the star adorned petticoat that was lying on a chair it is not an adornment of mine perhaps ah and he looked marcel straight in the face and this continued he unfastening from the wall the notice to quit already spoken of and he began to read therefore m schaunard is hereby required to give up possession of the said premises and to leave them in tenantable repair before noon on the eighth day of april as witness the present formal notice to quit the cost of which is five francs aha so i am not the m schaunard to whom formal notice to quit is given at a cost of five francs and these again he continued recognizing his slippers on marcel's feet are not those my papouches the gift of a beloved hand it is your turn sir said he to marcel to explain your presence amongst my household gods gentlemen replied marcel addressing himself more especially to colline and rodolphe this gentleman and he pointed to schaunard is at home i admit ah exclaimed schaunard that's lucky but continued marcel i am at home too but sir broke in rodolphe if our friend recognizes yes said colline if our friend and if on your side you recall that added rodolphe how is it that yes replied his echo colline how is it that have the kindness to sit down gentlemen replied marcel and i will explain the mystery to you if we were to liquefy the explanation risked colline over a mouthful of something added rodolphe the four young fellows sat down to table and attacked a piece of cold veal which the wine-shop keeper had let them have marcel then explained what had taken place in the morning between himself and the landlord when he had come to move in then observed rodolphe this gentleman is quite right and we are in his place you are at home said marcel politely but it was a tremendous task to make schaunard understand what had taken place a comical incident served to further complicate the situation schaunard when looking for something in a sideboard found the change of the five hundred franc note that marcel had handed to m bernard that morning ah i was quite sure he exclaimed that fortune would not desert me i remember now that i went out this morning to run after her on account of its being quarter-day she must have looked in during my absence we cross one another on the way that it is how right i was to leave the key in my drawer delightful madness murmured rodolphe looking at schaunard who was building up the money in equal piles a dream a falsehood such as life added the philosopher marcel laughed an hour later they had all four fallen asleep the next day they woke up at noon 
and at first seemed very much surprised to find themselves together schaunard colline and rodolphe did not appear to recognize one another and addressed one another as sir marcel had to remind them that they had come together the evening before at that moment old durand entered the room sir said he to marcel it is the month of april eighteen hundred and forty there is mud in the streets and his majesty louis philippe is still king of france and navarre what exclaimed the porter on seeing his former tenant monsieur schaunard how did you come here by the telegraph replied schaunard ah replied the porter you are still a joker durand said marcel i do not like subordinates mingling in conversation with me go to the nearest restaurant and have a breakfast for four sent up here is the bill of fare he added handing him a slip of paper on which he had written it go gentlemen continued marcel addressing the three young fellows you invited me to supper last night allow me to offer you a breakfast this morning not in my room but in ours he added holding out his hand to schaunard oh no said schaunard sentimentally let us never leave one another that's right we are very comfortable here added colline to leave you for a moment continued rodolphe to-morrow the scarf of iris a fashion paper of which i am editor appears and i must go and correct my proofs i will be back in an hour the deuce said colline that reminds me that i have a lesson to give to an indian prince who has come to paris to learn arabic go to-morrow said marcel oh no said the philosopher the prince is to pay me to-day and then i must acknowledge to you that this auspicious day would be spoilt for me if i did not take a stroll amongst the bookstalls will you come back said schaunard with the swiftness of an arrow launched by a steady hand replied the philosopher who loved eccentric imagery and he went out with rodolphe in point of fact said schaunard when left alone with marcel instead of lolling on the sybarite's pillow suppose i was to go out to seek some gold to appease the cupidity of m bernard then said marcel uneasily you still mean to move hang it replied schaunard i must since i have received a formal notice to quit at a cost of five francs but said marcel if you move shall you take your furniture with you i have that idea i will not leave a hair as m bernard says the deuce that will be very awkward for me said marcel since i have hired your room furnished there now that's so replied schaunard ah bah he added in a melancholy tone there is nothing to prove that i shall find my thousand francs to-day to-morrow or even later on stop a bit exclaimed marcel i have an idea unfold it this is the state of things legally this lodging is mine since i have paid a month in advance the lodging yes but as to the furniture if i pay i can legally take it away and if it were possible i would even take it away illegally so that continued marcel you have furniture and no lodging and i have lodging and no furniture that is the position observed schaunard this lodging suits me said marcel and for my part it has never suited me better said schaunard well then we can settle this business resumed marcel stay with me i will apply house-room and you shall supply the furniture and the rent said schaunard since i have some money just now i will pay it it will be your turn next time think about it i never think about anything above all accepting a suggestion which suits me carried unanimously in point of fact painting and music are sisters sisters-in-law observed marcel at that moment colline and rodolphe who had met one another came in marcel and schaunard informed them of their partnership gentlemen said rodolphe tapping his waistcoat pocket 
i am ready to stand dinner all round that is just what i was going to have the honour of proposing said colline taking out a gold coin which he stuck in his eye like a glass my prince gave me this to buy an arabic grammar which i have just paid six sous ready cash for i said rodolphe have got the cashier of the scarf of iris to advance me thirty francs under the pretext that i wanted it to get vaccinated it is general payday then said schaunard there is only myself unable to stand anything it is humiliating meanwhile said rodolphe i maintain my offer of a dinner so do i said colline very well said rodolphe we will toss up which shall settle the bill no said schaunard i have something far better than that to offer you as a way of getting over the difficulty let us have it rodolphe shall pay for dinner and colline shall stand supper that is what i call solomonic jurisprudence exclaimed the philosopher it is worse than camacho's wedding added marcel the dinner took place at a provencal restaurant in the rue dauphine celebrated for its literary waiters and its aioli as it was necessary to leave room for the supper they ate and drank in moderation the acquaintance begun the evening before between colline and schaunard and later on with marcel became more intimate each of the young fellows hoisted the flag of his artistic opinions and all four recognized that they had like courage and similar hopes talking and arguing they perceived that their sympathies were akin that they had all the same knack in that chaff which amuses without hurting and that the virtues of youth had not left a vacant spot in their heart easily stirred by the sight of the narration of anything noble all four starting from the same mark to reach the same goal they thought that there was something more than chance in their meeting and that it might after all be providence who thus joined their hands and whispered in their ears the evangelic motto which should be the sole charter of humanity love one another at the end of the repast which closed in somewhat grave mood rodolphe rose to propose a toast to the future and colline replied in a short speech that was not taken from any book had no pretension to style and was merely couched in the good old dialect of simplicity making that which is so badly delivered so well understood what a donkey this philosopher is murmured schaunard whose face was buried in his glass here he is obliging me to put water in my wine after dinner they went to take coffee at the cafe momou where they had already spent the preceding evening it was from that day that the establishment in question became uninhabitable by its other frequenters after coffee and nips of liqueurs the bohemian clan definitely founded returned to marcel's lodging which took the name of schaunard's elysium whilst colline went to order the supper he had promised the others bought squibs crackers and other pyrotechnic materials and before setting down to table they let off from the windows a magnificent display of fireworks which turned the whole house topsy-turvy and during which the four friends shouted at the top of their voices let us celebrate this happy day the next morning they again found themselves all four together but without seeming astonished this time before each going about his business they went together and breakfasted frugally at the cafe momou where they made an appointment for the evening and where for a long time they were seen to return daily such are the chief personages who will reappear in the episodes of which this volume is made up a volume which is not a romance and has no other pretension than that set forth on its title page for the bohemians of the latin quarter is only a series of social studies the heroes of which belong to a class badly judged till now whose greatest crime is lack of order 
and who can even plead an excuse that this very lack of order is a necessity of the life they lead end of chapter one recording by expatriate in bangor maine